Well, hi, everybody. This is BJ and Emily. We're here with episode three of the Culture Changers podcast, and we're really excited to, to bring this little interview to you guys. Uh, we are sitting down with Joey Vegerano, who is one of our coworkers. Uh, he is our donor relations specialist, and we're talking about this concept called Fortify, which is something that uh, it was his idea about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, it started as kind of like a fundraising thing, but it evolved into so much more. Um, this idea that we can't do things alone. We're so much better together. And this idea that when a lot of people come together, we can have long-term sustainability because we're fortified rather than relying on a big, you know, one person to do it all. So this conversation is going to cover that. It's going to cover some of the the behind-the-scenes things about what kind of goes on here at Life Choices uh, in the office. And, uh, yeah, we're just really excited. I think it's going to – I think it's a great interview. Uh, Emily, what do you got? Yeah, so, um, yeah, like BJ said, all of that. And then also make sure – First of all, if you've been following us, thank you so much. If you've liked, subscribed, shared this with friends, we appreciate it. We honestly cannot do this without you. And honestly, this is all for you. Um, and so if you find us, make sure to subscribe. Um, make sure to check out our blog. I'm writing all of our podcast episodes, um, a little bit about them on our website at www.yourlifechoicesinfo.com slash um, podcast blog. I don't know. There's a tab on there that says podcast vlog. <laughs> I don't in front of me. I'm sorry. I write it. I don't look at it, right? That's funny. But, but there's a podcast blog section tab on the top of the website. So check that out. Um, and yeah, share this with your friends. Okay, let's right. get into it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is the Culture Changers Podcast. People matter. You matter. I matter. Our vision is to see every life valued. And that requires a shift in our thinking. A change in our culture. And it starts with us. With an idea. With a spark of love. A spark that will ignite into a flame and spread like wildfire and change the world. So join us as we help you cultivate passion. Empower people. Impact community. And value life. Let's Let's go. go. All right, so we are here with uh, Joey Vegerano. He's actually our uh, do- donor specialist, donor, donor relations, donor specialist. relations specialist. Yes, he's our coworker. We work with him. He's also our friend. He's that pretty not just much like means I brag on God and brag on you guys. Like, so <laughs> really, it's it's kind of funny I, when every time I explain what that even means, it's like, uh, let me just talk with you, and we'll. We'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. So you came on. T- t- just tell us a little bit about your your story, how you got here, and you know you can g- tell us as much detail as you want. If you want to go from like how you got to Butler or whatever, but you go ahead and. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I, you know, we did not think we would be in Butler. Um, man, it's been a, it was a crazy story, but we ended up getting down here because her her mom um, ended up getting pretty sick with um, pancreatic cancer, and we decided we just felt like you know, God was telling us that we should come down here and take care of her. So we did when she was 38 weeks pregnant with our first. And so, you know, my wife is amazing. Hopefully you get to hear from her one day. But um, we ended up coming here meeting Angela uh, Kupis, the executive director of Life Choices, and, you know, obviously a bunch of other people. But um, 
we met at North Main Church of God and just, you know, started building that relationship. And one day Angela was at our house and, and said, Joey, you've, you've, uh, you know, done, you know, missionary work before, like, are, you know, you're, you're interested in fundraising. And I said, no, actually I hate fundraising, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, thank you for telling me. And she said, well, I think you'd be good for this new job. We're trying to create the donor relations specialist. And I just stopped her and I said, listen, I, if it has anything to do with fundraising, I really, like, I can't stand it. Like, please don't. And she said something that I won't forget. She said, I don't want you to fundraise. I want you to build a relationship. And I was like, hmm, I can do that. That's something I'm passionate about. And, you know, I love being able to talk to people, especially in person and face-to-face. I know that's kind of been crazy the last year, but, right. you know, hey, so that's kind of the fast version of how, how we started here. But Cool. Well... Um, Joey, so you kind of originated this idea of Fortify. So when we were, I remember, so I work alongside Joey and I'm in development also plus podcast, plus all the other things that we're involved in here. Um, but I remember whenever we were thinking of a word, you kind of always had based on that relationship building this idea of how to love donors better. So tell us about the little bit of about the origination of the word Fortify and why that came to you. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because, you know, it, it all happened before 2020 even hit with, you know, when, when things got crazy. So actually the word actually came from Katie, um, our um, nurse manager. She, she was reading a book, I think that was called Fortify. And I just, I was just praying and, and trying to think of how I could, I was still, still new, still new at this job and trying to figure out how I can be successful in it. And um, started thinking we need a way to, First off, get more people involved with what we're what we're doing. Like this is all of this doesn't matter. We can have all the resources possible and everything, but if there's not more people that are being convinced on what we're saying, it doesn't matter. And so, like the resources obviously are, are one thing, but and that and it's important and we need that. But um, it's the people, and that's kind of where Fortify really really started. It's like okay, how how do you get you know first off um, this pro-life movement or this pro-living movement that we like to talk about, how do you move it? I mean, and I think it's part of what God wants to do too is, right, is you know, expand the family, you know, get more people on board. And, and you don't do that just by converting if that's a, I don't really like that word. It's more like you're um, explaining or convincing like, hey, this, this is not something that, um, you know, is, is really it's very okay this to- kind of topic the pro-life topic is so controversial and and you know what we love what i love about life choices is that you don't just take sides like one of the things we say a lot here that at least convinced me a lot how much i love this place and love being on this team is a lot of us will say you know especially nowadays and everything we, we we everybody knows what they're against mm-hmm. but nobody knows what they're for and that's what this pro-living movement is for, is, is it's like, you know, hey, we're not against human life. We're not, I mean, we're not against, you know, the person struggling um, with, a, with a crisis pregnancy. We're not against the person that even is pro-choice. Like, we want to value their life, and, and that's difficult. And so it's, Fortify was established, you know, in my mind, I- I- at least, with this mindset of let's get more people on board. And then we can see all of this, um, you know, 
happen and move forward. It's a very broad right. <laughs> start. So backing up to like, so the definition of fortify mm-hmm. is basically like to stand strong, like to build up what you have. Correct. Like, yeah. I mean, I love that. The, the second part you said to build, like to make strong, like mm-hmm. it's something that you do, you actively do. Yeah. Like if you think of a fort, if you think of literally a fort, <laughs> how it's supposed to protect the people inside of it, it's supposed to stand strong. It's supposed to stand the test of time. Even when the storms come, even when the battles come, it's still there and it's still yeah. powerful. And I think that was, that's the visual, right? If you, if you're, if you're listening right now, the, the visual that hit me at least was you can't have, you can think of the fort and you can think of this amazing big castle or, you know, even just these, these big buildings and you can think, wow, amazing. But it, we all understand that those things had to be built block by block. Mm-hmm. And that's what Fortify is. It's it's not, hey, you know, if, even if we go into it and think about it financially, you know, we have um, a certain amount of money that we want to raise. You know, we can, we can, everybody goes, especially in fundraising, to the ones that have the most money and they say, you know, you should give this, this big one-time gifts. And, and yeah, that's great. And we're not going to say no to those. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, what about the, the people that can give what they can? Mm-hmm. The ones that are they're they're working, they want to be a part of this, but they think you know ten dollars a month is is nothing. It's like no, that's not nothing. That's a block, mm-hmm. right. right? Yeah. And for anybody who may be listening who may not be familiar with Life Choices, we are completely donor funded, so we don't accept government funding. So whenever we talk about fundraising, we talk about this fortification. It's really like it's you guys listening. This is who we're talking mm-hmm. about. Is you like? And what I love about Fortify is it, it started kind of as like a fundraising mantra you know just talking about this idea of we need to get more people on our team and wanting to value those who could only give five ten twenty bucks a month and joey kind of went on a numbers crunch thing and he kept you know pulling out all these numbers if we get 300 people giving it this amount of money we'll have our entire budget you know all these different things um and so that's kind of where the idea of the Fortify started, but then it became so much more than just about the money. You know, it's it's about those those relationships and those value valuing those relationships and seeing how when we come together, we are so much stronger, so much more capable than if we try to, you know, lean on one person or try to just do it ourselves. Yeah. Actually, you know, one of the things that was happening in that moment was we, you know, we, we have amazing, generous, generous, um, you know, partners in, in this ministry. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. And a lot of you are listening and we're so thankful for you guys. Uh, but I remember, you know, sometimes like life happens, you know, we're not the only, I like to say, we're not the only fish in the sea. Like we, we are not the only nonprofit that's doing a great thing. And there's only so much resources that an individual family has, or even, you know, someone that just wants to give like, and so we, we get that. Um, so I remember there at this moment when we were, you know, even when Fortify was even being established, there was a, there was a large giver that we relied on and they, they just ended up having to go somewhere else. And that was okay. Like, that's just what life handed them. But I remember we, we got hit really hard. And I, I only say that because it was a big, for me and my, you know, just, I just was like, what do I bring to the table in this? Like, God, show me what I can do. And, and that's where I started thinking, wow, wait, those big givers are great. Like, you know, if you're on here and you're like, man, you have that, um, just the gift of, you know, um, 
making money or if you have the opportunity, you've been blessed and you can give those big gifts. Thank you. Like, like when, like I said, we're not going to say no to that. But what we started realizing was it's, that's not the norm. The norm is when it comes to finan financial giving, it's going to be those smaller gifts that add up to get the, the, you know, the total. But then what BJ was saying is that it started, we started realizing more and more, like, forget about the finances. What about if it's just a people goal? Because the finances, we, we believe that, you know, God's going to push this ministry because, or this, you know, this organization too, because he has created it. And so it's like, we really have a goal and Emily is really great with this and just reminding us like on the development team, we have a goal of, of loving our, our, our partners and, and, and being about their life and, and just wanting to strengthen their relationship with God. And, and so it was just a really cool opportunity and, you know, to fortify them and us and all together. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's not on the development team, uh, I don't I don't get into all of that stuff. I, I barely see most of the donors. You know, I deal on the education and technology side. Uh, so I'm tucked in a corner most of the time, but I get to hear what goes on. And over the past couple of months, I'm just bragging on these these guys right now. Um, they started doing doing this thing where they would call and check in on our donors that we know were struggling. You know, if they were sick or something happened in their family or they were just going through something they had compiled a list and were making phone calls as a team, all three of them, they put them on speakerphone and they would just be like, Hey, we're just, you know, we want to call you. We want to tell you that we're thinking about you. We want to pray for you. Uh, nothing about, nothing about life choices right now. Nothing about the money. We're just, we care about you as a person, as a pastor, as, as someone that is near and dear to us because you, you matter. And some of those conversations that came out of that and some of the, the life change that kind of came through that was really, really encouraging, even to me, who was just sitting here listening to it happening. And I wasn't even one of the ones that you called. And I know you guys have some stories of the people that you called that ended up being like, that moment meant so much. And that that's Fortify. That's that's the core of what this is, where it's not it's not about the finances. It's not about, it's it's about loving people the way Jesus loved people in those small but tangible ways. And it's yeah. fortifying a our vision. Like it's our fortifying our vision statement at Life Choices, which is every life valued. Mm -hmm. Like we truly want to build that up. And what does that look like? Part of that is doing this podcast. How do we help you guys love other people? How do we see every life value, whether it's going into the prisons and caring for inmates who people do not think about all the time or going into the schools and telling these kids like, you do have a future period. Like, you yeah. matter. Um, or a simple enough. phone call saying, hey, yeah. I want to pray for you right now because yeah. you, you, you matter to me. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, and that's kind of what, where it all kind of came to fruition. And we started realizing, man, you know, if you're listening right now and you, you, we understand how hard it is sometimes to even just operate in this life currently today and trying to love people that even love us. Now, now try to, now we try to love people that maybe have an opposite view of us. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You don't, you know, you, we can have these big visions and dreams of what it looks like and, and that's good and we need that, but we also need to start with just these small things. And honestly, those, those times where, you know, um, Emily was like, we need, we need to call, we need to call these people. And we did, it was just, you know, it was so much greater for us. It almost mm -hmm. seemed like 
than it was for them. And mm-hmm. it just brought us so much joy. And it started, you know, sometimes like the seemingly um, hard things, like, or what do you call it? Like the just day-to-day things, mundane. like the mundane things of, mm-hmm. you know, processing people's gifts or or even just trying data to like get data over, entry all this over. stuff it can get it can just weigh on you yeah. and honestly we it's it's we can get it can get oh okay mm-hmm. or here. like if you're not on the front lines like what are we what are we doing like yeah. what are we even doing yeah. <laughs> like for this ministry but then you hear and you meet those people mm-hmm. and like it all changes it's all worth it one of our biggest passions i think with the development team and that i love the most is that yeah, we're obviously here to be the development team financially, but we take the development to the other, you know, definition as well. And they're like, we got these these people that, man, that give to life choices, but we want to give them something else too. Like we want to develop them. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that you need developed by us, but it's just, you know, you obviously think there's something of value of what God is doing through this ministry. And so we just, we want to be able to, develop you and love you and show you that you're so much more than a dollar sign that's not at all what you are you are a a building block of a movement that is going to change the world it's going to change culture mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and um <laughs> talking about this culture change which is where we're, we're eventually want to get you like so you know, all cool good and well you know we we do this thing here at life choices but what does this matter to me kind of a thing when we look at changing culture and, and this idea of wanting to shift the culture around us, it's it's always in these little these little ways that the culture shift happens. Mm-hmm. You know? And we started talking about this from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. This idea that You don't have to do much. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have these these great big things like we say, well, you know, I wanna see this massive, massive change in culture because, you know, X, Y, or Z and then we get so discouraged when we don't see that happen. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Like I have this massive plan, but I don't know how to get there kind of a thing. But then when we take time to actually step back and do little things and love the people in front of us well in these small ways, that's how we get to those goals. It's the idea of like, you know, how do you eat an elephant mm-hmm. one bite at a time? Yeah. Kind of a thing. I've never heard that. You've never heard that? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, I love that. But those visuals, like, I don't know about you guys, but I am totally a visual person. Like, Mm -hmm. give me, you know, you can tell me something. That's great. But if you're, like, painting a picture from my mind, it's so much better. I can understand it. And so I remember one of the first things that we talked about, or at least maybe I came to the group with, and they all looked at me like I was crazy with seven eyes. But I I said, you guys, like, do you guys understand ants? And I was, and they were like, uh, yeah, Joey, where are you going with this? <laughs> and I was like, you're not even going to believe these like stats that I just came up with. Like, I think it was, um, that ants in North America, I might have the stat a tad bit wrong, but like the stat, it was like a crazy stat of they've caused like 5 million or $5 billion worth of damage just in North America ants. And then there's like another one, like the, the largest ant, um, colony or what would you call it? Like ant hill, if you want to say, Farm? yeah, the largest one ever found was like 3,750 miles long. Right. And I was just like, yeah, like you can just think about that and you can hear that. And that's one thing, but you imagine you start visualizing that. Mm-hmm. And we, I remember we went with that and we used that as a, as a visual and that 
that just if you just take a single ant, like, and we're hitting this on the head over and over again, but like, hopefully, the picture is as beautiful it is for for me. Like, that single ant can do nothing. We smash that ant, and yet, and yet, like, how many of them? Or have you ever seen like the ants that come together? I think this is the red ant or the fire ant. Like, they, if they literally can come together and they, like, float across the water. Have you ever seen those before? Like, colonies of them, if they are trying to cross water, they all come together and they, like, use each other as land and they, like, swim. And this is the weirdest thing possible. They do the seemingly impossible <laughs> as, the, as the most insignificant, small, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it just spoke to me of how many times is you, do you as the listener or me as the one speaking right now, like feel like our small things are just insignificant. Mm -hmm. And it just spoke, it just gave me a visual, man, it lit a fire under me. And I was like, we got this. Like, this is what God's trying to show us. And I, I think we got this together, not individually. Mm -hmm. And what this does is this, this actually is a perfect segue into kind of the, the second half of what fortify is all about. So you have this idea of fortification that leads us to sustainability. Uh, and so, again, it started as a financial thing, talking about, you know, if we have all these monthly partners that give a little, if one drops out, another one can take its place, we're sustainable. You know, we're not going to have to worry about that big hit financially. But then there's also this idea of it happening in in relationships and in, in, in ministry and in, in the business and workplaces, just when it, it's this group of small, all of these littler things happening. It it's going to uh, compound to be something so much bigger and sustainable. It's going to be able to last longer. It's going to have that long lasting, sustainable impact that we're looking for. Well, and I mean, apply that to your community. Like, think about where you live. I don't know. Like, personally, so growing up here, um, like I just feel like whenever. Whenever I found out that I was going to go to college, like I got to the age where I was like, could go to college. I wanted to leave. And like, I mean, I wanted to leave and run away. And like, I, and partly because like, I wanted to find new and fun things. Like I just felt like there wasn't tons to do here in this little tiny town. And so it was just a lot of like wanting to find bigger and better and more fun. And, but if you think about it, like we have the ability to even make our communities. I mean, one of our things is impact community. We have the ability all together to come together and truly make a difference. And like, I don't know, for me, it's sometimes hard to think like, oh, in 20 years, could things really be different? And I think we complain about that a lot. I think it's very easy to be like, oh yeah. Or look back 20 years ago and be like, it was so much better. But I mean, challenging you too, to like, what can we do? What part are we? Are we just going to complain about it and run from it? Or are we going to go head on? Like, ants which are my least favorite animal <laughs> I am cringing over here oh my gosh but like are we gonna go head on and just be like I mean yeah we can do this and if you do just look so self-focused like it's gonna seem impossible like yeah, you I'm, have to form I mean I don't know about I don't know about you but especially I mean I think of myself we all know ourselves the, the best right and so um when I think of just these large like things like impact and community changing culture it's just I get excited, but you know, it, I, I kind of get, where's the first step? Like where, where, what do I do? And then when I think of a first step that actually would be a good first step, you know, what does my mind do? It says, Oh yeah, that's what someone else will do it. Or I got some, I got too much on my plate. There's, you know, this or that. And some of them are actually good, good points. But what I think what happens is I I'm tricked into inaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and think about it. Like, 
I can probably think of five people right now who I would be like, okay, they could probably reach the goal I want to get to, but I couldn't. Like, I just know they could. They are dedicated. They're smart. They know people. But like, when do we ever turn around and say, okay, but maybe it's not about comparing. Maybe it's about joining. Mm. Maybe it's not Mm. about... Oh, I love that. Reflecting That's like, really oh, cool. I need to be as good as this person, but just saying, okay, no, actually, like you have a different skill than me and like teach me, show me, <laughs> yeah, like lead me. Or he- just just help me. Yeah. There's such an arrogance and I'll, I'm, I'm going to speak this from my point of view because I struggle with this so hard. There's such an arrogance when I immediately think that, that somebody else is so much better than me. How can, how can they, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to go and change the world mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just me. You know, I'm whatever, but if I can push back that past that and when I am able to push back past that and say, okay, no, there's somebody who's just differently skilled and I approach that as an opportunity to build a connection, to build a relationship and to allow them to use their God given gifts to help me where I am lacking. I see the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I see the church. I see God's design start to make sense. Like, okay, if I can swallow my pride and just admit that this person's better at me and more has been gifted differently, we're able to operate the way it's supposed to be. And if you ask that person, I can guarantee they did not do it alone. We may put it all on them, but they're probably like, oh no, whenever I started, I was, I had Mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. Like nobody just develops that, you know, it's a developing, it's truly developing, fortifying. And we also find that they feel the same things that I yep, felt yep. that, you know, the same people that I look at and go, man, they're so much better than me. I find so many times that they turn to me and say, well, I, I but I feel that way about you. You're so yeah. much better than me in this area. And there's this natural conflict there that yeah. it starts with like almost an, either a pride or an intimidation factor or something. And then once we push past, we realize, man, we're not that different. Like we're actually, we have the same struggles. We're both human beings. And, if we can just swallow our pride, link arms, and move forward together, we're so much better in community. Yeah. Absolutely. It goes back to one of our one of our core values and life choices is just being transparent and authentic. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to do that sometimes, right? Because it's also comes with vulnerability. Yes. And I mean, these people that well, I'm, I'm just talking with right now, Emily and BJ, like Emily, we're, we're close because we're on the same team together. We pretty much do all, like all of the development together. I mean, and, and BJ, you know, we, we go to the same church. We're in the same friend group. Like he's like, he's like one of my best friends. And so it's, but even with, with them, I can struggle so much in my mind to think something, I just fabricate something in my mind, but it, it seems so real that they, you know, they're, they're judging me, they think this or that. And why does this matter? I think it matters because of what we were talking about before. It tricks us into inaction. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody giving a whole bunch of money, my it, it, all of a sudden it makes my, my $50, that extra a month that I have, look way smaller. Or maybe my $10 a month gift that I w- was really passionate about giving, but then I see someone giving $200 a month. And it's just like, you know what? Fortify destroys that mindset because it's not about the amount of money. It's about the people. It's a people focused, you know, kind of way of looking at it. Or, you know, like I said, like it's, it's just awesome to think we can, we're on the same team. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not up against each other. We're not comparing ourselves to each other. And, but that takes us, that takes some vulnerability. Right. And and that's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. And I think too, like, this is just so much stuff running through my mind, but like, if you would think about, 
instead of trying to gain other people's gifts or like strengths in your own life, but instead try to fortify the ones that you've already been given. And like, if everybody would just focus on, okay, Joey's great at communication, BJ's great at technology. Like if you would just look at the things that people are good at and just accept that and allow, help them develop and fortify theirs and then you develop yours instead of constantly being like oh no I need to strive to be different I need to be better I need to change who I am and rather just say like no this is who I was made to be and I can develop that I can I can do that all of a sudden it doesn't seem impossible like it's not impossible for us go-getter who makes relationships to make relationships it's not impossible for an aunt to carry heavy things like (laughs) it's not and there's so much freedom in that yeah. There's so much freedom when we're able to say, okay, I, I no longer need to try and be something that I'm not because God's already placed that person in my life or God will place that person in my life that can cover those strengths. And now I can just focus on being who God made me to be or the things that I know that I'm strong in. I can focus on that and get better in that area while this this person in my community, this person on my team, this person that I care for is able to do the things that they're really strong at. And together, since we're both able to operate freely within our giftedness, instead of trying to be something that we're not, we're able to accomplish so much more and so much more efficiently than if we're trying to just be better at the things that we're not good at. Mm -hmm. Totally. And what I think it also does, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe you're on here listening and you're saying, you know, this, this is, this sounds great. Um, you know, but I'm already a partner and let's just, I'm going back to the financial part of it. I'm already a partner. And like, you know, you guys as life choices, you're doing all of the work. You guys are the ones like, I just want to give you finances. You're doing all of the work. My encouragement also is to, is to not just think of yourself as, as giving money. Like if we think about this, um, in your own, like you said, in your own community, you know, you know, life choices and the, and the, my choice medical clinic, like all of it's great, but you know, none of it really matters if, if there's not a community of people that are taking on this, this, uh, man, I don't don't know how to give a visual here, like almost like a yoke with us Mm -hmm. that, um, Hey, these women, they're in your neighborhood. They're your friends. They're, you know, maybe, maybe you know them personally, maybe they're your family and they need loved. You know, so so much um, shame comes with some of the some of this talk and this conversation, and it's. I, I feel like we just need to work together. So, you know, instead of just giving just money to a to an organization that's pro life, what does it look like to be pro life for you in your in your neighborhood, in your community, in your circle, and. And you be able to say, you know, this is my my block. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this conversation. I'm going to love this woman or right. this man, you know. And just to give a little bit of kind of my, my background, my story, when I first came to Life Choices, that was one of the things that absolutely drew me in. Because, you know, I, I would say that I've been pro-life my, my whole life, quote-unquote pro-life my entire life, but I never really knew what that meant. And I always just felt like, oh, that's just, you know, we're anti-abortion or we're, we're not pro-choice or whatever, and never really gave too much thought to that. But then I, you know, I met Angela, um, and then I started getting involved with, with some of the people there, and Christy, who's, who's also on staff here, and then just a couple other people, and then they roped me into education and I started learning the ins and outs of what life choices does and started seeing that, that pro living 
was so much different than I ever imagined it to being. And I saw a group of people, you know, from our nurses to our, to our education staff, to our, to our development staff, to everybody involved that was just, they weren't just a pro-life staffer. You know, they weren't just here to punch in and say they're pro-life and then go home. They were living it, you know, fostering kids and, and loving the people in their community, bringing in people who were different than them outside of work. Like they would go home and have dinner with the, with people that were completely different than them and just loving them and bringing them into the community and having those tough conversations and tough relationships. And they continue to do it. And I, I am so constantly just encouraged by hearing these stories of the, the, the men and women that I work with in this organization that are pro living to the core because they just love people and they, they love community. And that's what, that's what this is all about. That's what the, the pro-life community, when it embraces that, then we truly see that culture change. I'll never forget. So Kim, who was on the last podcast, if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. She's amazing. I can compare myself yes. to her sometimes, try not to, <laughs> but she's amazing. Um, but I will never forget that one day um, she came in and she's like, hey, I am taking this stroller to a girl who I've been picking up because she's been, she's a walker. She has kids and she should not be walking. She walks to work every day. And she's like, we have this extra stroller. Do you want to go with me? I'm going to take it to her apartment. And I'm like, what? Like what? Like we can just do that. And she's like, I don't know, but I need to go love this girl. And so we drove to this girl's apartment. We dropped a stroller off with her. She did not know that we were coming. We just left it outside. We left a little note saying you are loved, you matter. And we hope that this helps you. Um, cause she was carrying her kids. Like she was just carrying them like on the side of the, like walking on the road. But I just remember, like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened to that girl? We prayed over it before we left. Um, we prayed that if it wasn't the right house, that somebody else could use it. But at that <laughs> point, I just remember like just the fact of like, sometimes you don't even need to know the impact that you're making to just do something. Like you don't even, yeah. like we don't know how that girl responded. We don't know if it, I don't know. But either way, like it, and that's the thing too. We've talked about like sometimes ministry isn't to go out and change people. Sometimes God's changing you. Like I truly yeah, believe absolutely. like, you're called to ministry so that God can change you more and grow you more because you're enough and you matter enough for him to do ministry on your heart just as much as you're doing it on others. So I don't know. I just, I'll never forget that whenever you were talking, that just visual totally came up about like, she, she had no idea if that would help her. She had no, I'm sure it would help her, but she had no idea if it, Yeah. but she didn't care. She just knew she had to love. And yeah. so she did. We say something and ask others to come. Sorry. No, you're ask good. somebody into it. it. Ask somebody into it. Yeah, like that's like, and, and you know, and I love that we say it just reminds me of a saying that we say at Life Choices that, you know, acceptance is different than approval. Like, and I say that because it's like you don't need to know what they what stance they have to love them. You know, like how many people, um, you know, are maybe even listening to this podcast who find themselves pro-choice. Like, I'm glad you're listening. Like, yeah. I hope you hear something that is, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to stray away from what truth is. And, and I was listening to something um, actually today, a guy, and he said something. He said, he said, kindness is not like the absence of, or the, kindness is not complicity. And his point was like, you can be kind and that doesn't mean that you are, you know, not, or you're, or you're basically like um, bowing down to somebody or, 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 or saying, you know, 
everything is everything that you want to do is right. No, it's just like we, we are against abortion. We are like and that's but that doesn't mean that we're against people. We're actually for people. And and I think like if you're on here and you're saying, you know, OK, well, at, at some point they need to hear the truth. OK, I, I understand that. And but I think what we need to realize is that we still need to value people's life. When I go and speak at churches, one of the things that I, I love to 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 talk about is, yeah, we want to see we want to see um, abortion not, you know, there. We want to see babies saved from abortion, but we want to see women valued. We want to see men valued. We want to see families valued, like people value. We want to see the one that is pro-choice valued. And I think so much of this ministry that I love in this fortify mindset is around this, okay, we, we need to relook at what we're what we're, what our actions are, you know, and, and maybe you're here and you're saying, Oh my goodness, it's such a big task. It's so big. And I just would remind you that your small step of obedience is, is a block. And, and we need that because we're, we're in this together. So, uh, so yeah, that's a great, great kind of conclusion to this conversation. It's just this, this idea of going out and, and loving in those small ways, taking the small steps, mm-hmm. fortifying your relationships, fortifying the the community that you're in one small act of love at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope you guys were encouraged. Thanks, Joey, for, for giving us your time and stepping in. We, you know, love having you on and we just love these conversations, which for us is a normal average everyday thing because we just, mm-hmm. we have these conversations all the time, but Thanks um, for having me. yeah, so glad we were able to, to share this with our community. So talk to you guys next time. See ya.